This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Mike Shorman is the unbalanced paddleboard. He is the first person with disabilities attempting to paddleboard from the U.S. to Canada to raise awareness and funds for mental health charities. He is also the author of Crash and Rise from Victim to Thriving Survivor. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark, for having me. Now, recently, you were originally supposed to be on my show uh, several weeks ago before you did this paddleboarding from my hometown of Rochester, New York. I was so excited because Andrea is the one who introduced us. Andrea told, uh, told me what you were going to do. I'm like, oh my gosh, Rochester. I live in Houston, Texas now, but I remember Rochester. I remember Lake Ontario. So did you do it? Yeah. So we, so we set out on a three day journey to attempt to become the first person with a disability to paddleboard from one country to another. We set out, so it was 180 kilometers, I think it was 87 miles. Um, On the first day, we did 65 kilometers, which is more than I've ever paddleboarded in my life. We, you know, there was a press conference in the morning and, and then I went straight into getting on the water. And we went all day. I paddled partly through the night, got four hours sleep. And, and then the next day woke up again at five, five o'clock in the morning and was out on the water in the dark. And the waves just, the, the forecast switched because of the hurricane coming up the East Coast. Mm. And, and that was just something that we weren't anticipating. But I battled it out for eight hours, eight to 10 foot waves, just going up and down for, for eight hours. And then, and then it was called, my team called it for my safety and they said, it's, it's not going to happen on, on this go. So we are going to do it again, but there were amazing things that were accomplished from this. There was a lot of, there were a lot of funds raised for mental health organizations across the United States, as well as Canada. We, we, there are learning lessons that were, that were made here and, and I'm excited to, to go after a, a second attempt at a different time of year. We're going to go much earlier in the year next year than, than in August. August is very, it's notoriously windy and choppy on that lake. So I remember that. I remember Lake Ontario and Hamlin Beach. And where did you actually take off from in Rochester? So we went from Charlotte Pier. Ah, I know where that is. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I've never been before. So it was, it was, it was very cool to see, you know, the carousel and, you know, I, I did a couple media interviews and, and, you know, Rochester people were very interested in what was going, you put a camera in a news crew and people want to know what's going on. So, so that was good. And, and, you know, had an evening at the marina there and people were very, you know, welcoming and, and excited. I chose Rochester. Many people do these big crossings like Marilyn Bell and Vicki Keith. And, and I chose Rochester in particular because I was doing this to raise awareness and, and funds for mental health. And when researching, I found that Rochester, Rochester is one of the poorest cities in, in the United States. And I wanted to, so, so thinking that, how economically impacted it is you think okay well this is a city that you know when when cities struggle economically the mental health statistics rise so i wanted to bring something to rochester Mm, very interesting so let's go back to the beginning 
for the benefit of my listeners who go, what is a paddleboard? Let's let's make sure everyone because your story is fascinating. Your book is fascinating, but I want to make sure that people understand what you're talking about. So they go, okay. So we took a paddleboard. He's trying to go from Rochester, Toronto. Tell them exactly what a paddleboard is. So a paddleboard is essentially a surfboard with. Uh, and you're using a paddle like you would use with a canoe or a kayak, but it's designed differently and it's designed to make you move and turn and, and go forward. So yeah, no, it can be uh, a recreational activity or, or it can be competitive. So there's, you know, national championships, there's world championships, there's, it's in the Pan Am games. Uh, it just got approved a governing body to be brought on to, to get it into the Olympics. So we're hoping for, for, for 2024. Wow, that that's fascinating. And uh, those of you who don't know how far it is from Rochester to Toronto, it's not like you can't swim it. It's a it's Lake Ontario. It's a really large body of water. And I did not realize how choppy the water gets. Uh, back in 2012, I went to visit Rochester and I went to Charlotte Pier. And I was kind of intimidated. I was on the pier and they've got these fences around the pier so you don't jump off. And I was intimidated. I can't imagine being on a paddleboard heading from Rochester to Toronto because I was overwhelmed just standing on a concrete pier. Yeah, no, I think there was a lot of buildup. There was a lot of media attention with this. And I think I was very kind of focused on all of that. I was like, okay, I've got to do this interview and this interview and this interview. And it took me out of the daunting or the mindset of, okay, now I've got to do this daunting, daunting task. But there was, you know, the training beforehand led me to, to, you know, feeling prepared while I was out there. The first couple hours was, was tough. But once you get past that first initial break, I knew that the first five miles were going to be really hard. And then I was going to set my pace and I was just going to get into it. So, so that, that came, you know, three or four hours into it. And then I just set a route. I just got on online with, with what I set out to do. Now, were you standing, kneeling or a combination of both when you're doing it? So I was doing a combination of both, you know, looking back at it, I'm very, you know, I was going up and down eight to 10 foot waves Mm -hmm. and I was watching my, I had two support boats, a 30 foot, 35 foot boat and a 40 foot boat. And I was watching those boats go up these eight to 10 foot waves and come crashing down. And I didn't realize that my support teams inside were being violently ill and they were, they were looking out at me going, that guy's on a paddleboard, but I was looking at them, just looking at these boats go up and come crashing down. But, but no, there are, you know, it was, it was a, it was a good trek. I did, you know, I set out to accomplish three things. One, to raise funds and to raise a lot of funds for, for youth mental health who are in crisis. Two, I set out to get very loud about mental health. I was all over the Canadian media. I was all over the Rochester and New York state media. And and we did that. There were millions of imprints, uh, media imprints from this. And three, I set out to cross the lake and become the first person with a physical disability to do so. 
and we got we got just over halfway there before it was called. So we did two and a half out of three, and I'm looking forward to going back out there and, and doing three out of three. So you're definitely not going to do it over the winter. I'll be I'll be training. I'll be on the water and in when when you know the icebergs are out there. But I, I I won't I won't be crossing in January. So tell us your story. I mean, I, I I'm reading the book you so graciously sent me. A fantastic book. It's riveting. I I never heard of Ramsey Hunt syndrome, and apparently you hadn't before you got uh, diagnosed. So I mean, I want people to get the books. Don't tell us the whole story, but tell us a little bit about the story because I want to whet their appetite to go get your book. And because I never heard of this before, when I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously. So tell us about that. So Ramsey Hunt syndrome is a neurological condition. It's you know, it develops as a reactivation of your chickenpox virus from when you're a child. So I was in, I, I got chickenpox, a very mild case of it when I was, you know, six, and I don't remember it very well. And uh, in 20, late 2018, it reactivated and it attacked my ear. So overnight, I, you know, the nerves in my face all shattered and my face sunk in. I developed dizziness and and a disorientation with vertigo. So even now, when I turn my head from side to side, I get dizzy inside. It feels like I'm being whipped around on a carousel. Or if I or if I look up and down, that's also very challenging. So so on land, that's really difficult. When you put somebody like that on water, it makes it seemingly impossible. But through a lot of vestibular rehabilitation, I retrained my brain how to walk again. And when the doctor said, you know, your career, your business, your life as a professional paddleboarding coach, you know, is over, you know, it, it, it's not over. It just looks very different. So, so like you asked before, you know, standing up and sitting down, I, I do a lot of, I, I switch from, from standing up to sitting down. I, I can stand up for, you know, 15 minutes out there and then I need to stabilize and, and come back into an, a normal state of, of being. And that, that takes some time when I'm out there. Mm. You know, it's funny you mentioned vestibular, not funny, but ironic, is back in 1989, I was living in Rochester, New York. I worked at a steel factory and I was going into work and I, well, I was going to college. I was working at the factory and it snowed. Then it warmed up, air quotes here, warmed up to like 33, 34 degrees. So it melted. Then it froze. And then we had more snow. So I'm going into work, not paying attention. And I went from my feet to my head in like a nanosecond. And it took them about six years to diagnose me with something called vestibular nerve disorder. And that's a little part of your brain that maintains balance. Mine was caused because of trauma. And, you know, it's totally un unrelated to yours. But I first noticed it. I used to ride my mountain bike everywhere up in Rochester. And I noticed that you, there'd be a path along the canal and they'd had those metal poles like before you get to the lane of traffic. And I used to fly through those, right? And I noticed that like, okay, I get really apprehensive. Like there's something not right because I didn't have any physical symptoms. I didn't know. I go on a roller coaster and I get like vertigo. I'm like, what's going on? And they did test after test after test. And the thing that did it, Mike, was when they put me on a balance table. And as soon as they moved those plates a little bit, they had me harnessed up. I like lost all balance. They go, ah, you got vestibular nerve disorder. I'm like, 
I'm sorry, what was that? Because I never heard of it. Like you, I've never heard of it because, you know, it's not a common thing. So it's interesting that you and I both have that same, use the word that I don't think anyone else on the show has ever used before, vestibular. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Yeah, no, vestibular challenges for many people have vestibular challenges with, it's it's neurodiversity and, and it comes with, you know, many different conditions. I only learned about it through, through mine. And then, and then, you know, the, the research begin begins and, and you find out other people do. <laughs> yep. So, so I think, you know, when, when many people find out, you know, one, one of the things I talk about in the book is that we are our own greatest advocates and that nobody is going to fight harder for mm-hmm. you than you. So of course I got out the Google and I started researching and I, I needed to put a face to, to the name of what I was, what I was now dealing with. Um, so I literally Googled famous people, my condition, cause I just needed, and a couple, couple politicians came up and I thought, okay, they're, they're boring, but I'll, I'll reach out to, I'll contact them. And then I con and then I found out that the founder of P90X Beachbody, Tony Horton, um, his was triggered by stress one year earlier mm. and it put him in a wheelchair temporarily. Anyways, I, I contacted him and, and I, and I told him, I, I sent pictures. It was, it was bad. You know, my face was sunken. I wasn't able to walk. I just lost my business. I was in a really bad place, but I thought, I don't, I don't know. I'll just put this out to the universe and I'll see if he writes back to me. And he did. He, he was a, he's been a big part of my book launch He's been a huge support, and I think that there's huge value to be had in in going to find people who have walked a road before you and and learning from them, learning what worked with them, learning what didn't work. Yesterday, I had a message. Uh, it was actually tagged to one of my social medias. Someone had read the book. And, and she was going through a mental health journey. I think that many people go through mental health journeys when they're suddenly presented with something like an illness or, or a job loss or some big change in their lives. And this particular person, while she didn't have my condition, she was talking about how she was going through a Lyme Lyme disease diagnosis and, and how that had sent her on a mental health journey. Um, and that's one of the big things that I talk about in the book is the mental health element of, of you know, when these big changes come and, and, uh, and how we're, you know, we, we talk about dealing with, you know, physical aspects of it, but very rarely do we talk about the mental elements. I will tell you, I really enjoyed your book because you take it, you did what a good author does. You don't start with the big thing. You let up to it. I remember re- I'm reading the book. I'm like, wait a minute. I know a story because obviously you have a story. That's why you're on the show today. And you took us to a journey and then life happens. I mean, life is going to happen. I don't care where you are in the world, what you do, how old or young you are. 
Life is going to happen. I had a Bible study teacher that told me there's three phases of someone's life. You're either coming out of a trial, in a trial, or you're about ready to get in the trial. That's the way life works. And so no one's immune to life happening to them. It happens to every one of us doesn't matter. And I want people to pick up the book because it's it's a really quick read, but it's a very powerful story. So how did you get into paddleboarding? Because I don't know anybody in my life that says, you know what? I want to go paddleboarding. So how did you find out about this, this sport? How did you get interested in it? I mean, I know because I read your book, but I want you to share it with the listener. Uh, I went on a really, uh, I went on a really great date, like date night, uh, in a relationship that I was in. Uh, and it was the, it turned out to be the best part of, of, of the relationship that I had with that person. <laughs> like that ended, but I took the paddleboarding. <laughs> but no, it was, um, you know, it, um, you go on a lesson and you fall in love with some, with something and, and a lesson turns into getting a 10 pack of, of rentals and then you end up with a board and then you end up with three boards and then with five boards and then suddenly you have you have this new thing what i equate paddleboarding and you know i i've done it now for 13 years but what i equate it to you know people say why why do you still love it because you've seen all the sunsets you've seen the skylines you've seen you know all the nature and the thing about when when I was teaching paddleboarding, now now I now I'm speaking in schools and with businesses, but the thing about paddleboarding that I love most is it's it's like being the parent of a child at Christmas. You get to see it through their eyes. So I've seen the sunset in front of the skyline, but I now get to teach. I, I got to teach people, and and then I got to take them to do that, and I got to see see how see their reactions and then their you know wow factors and that that was very exciting wow you know you mentioned i'm on the opposite side you do sunsets i do sunrises so i'm a daily runner uh since august 29 2017 i've run every day i love running leaving my house about 10 to 15 minutes before the sun comes up because i want to beat the sun up and i know there's a certain place where i run there's like a bridge and I get there right when the sun is coming up. It is the most magical thing you can imagine. Sunrises and sunsets, they're so gorgeous. I, I've heard the saying, I, re- I listened to a book a number of years ago, and the author said this phrase, I really love it. That's God showing up and showing off because nobody can paint a sunrise or a sunset like he can. And I just look at this, and when I take pictures for my Strava, people go, Oh my gosh, that's another great sunset. I just took the picture. I, I can't take no credit. I did not create it. But there's something very magical about a sunrise and a sunset. I don't know of anyone who's ever seen one going, eh, I could do better. You can't do better. They are amazing. And I encourage people, if you got to get up a little early to see a sunrise or stay up a little later to see a sunset, you, you got to do it because it is so magical. It's a It's a great way to... I, I've always been into sunsets. I'm more of an evening person. I'm, I'm a bit of a night owl. I like to do all of my work at night. But but no, this, you know, starting starting your day with a sunrise, you know, going, even just going and getting, bringing a coffee down to a park or, or wherever you are, it's a great way to start, start the day mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. and spiritually. 
and you'll notice you'll you know if you get up and you do that for you know a couple days of the week you'll want to fill the rest of your week by doing that Mm -hmm. yep Uh, like when it rains in the morning and i miss the sunrise i i I feel kind of let down because i didn't get to experience it that day so incredible uh i'm so glad you came on to share our story where can we go with your book so actually, actually, if you if you I believe you have a copy of it there. I do. So the book design is actually that's the colors of the water, and that's that's a that's a sunset, right? Nice, there I like that. So the book is available at bookstores all across the United States. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's on Amazon. You can buy, you know, Diaries of the Unbalanced Paddleboarder, Crash and Rise, Victim to Thriving Survivor. Um, it's available on on many channels and actually i uh i'm heading down to the miami international book fair wow and i'll be i'll be doing an author talk down there later in october and and i'm very excited to be you know premiering it down there nice so is there a website you want us to go to is there social media you want us to follow on to follow you on tell us about that you can follow me and the adventures on social media. I'm at, I'm Mike Shorman at the Unbalanced Paddleboarder. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Uh, you can find out more uh, about speaking engagements or or where I'm doing what what I'm up to with the book. Or you know, we we actually just filmed an 18 minute uh, short film documentary. That is, we're gearing that up for the 2022 International Film Festival circuit. So, so that's something to keep an eye out on. But we're very, very excited about that. Well, excellent, Mike. I'm so thankful that you were on the show today. Uh, very inspirational, very encouraging. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.